one. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the 2012 NBA Redraft. Continuing our series, you can check below in the description. I'll have it linked or right above here uh, for the uh, 2011 video. That was a great one. Make sure to go watch. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to jump straight into it. So looking at the first overall pick in this draft, it was Anthony Davis, uh, the star forward out of um, Kentucky, who was able to win a player of the year and lead his team to a championship. But Carson, are you going to go a different way here? The New Orleans Hornets are on the clock in this redraft. What are you doing? I am. I am going to go in a different way. I think AD um, at his peak, like fully healthy and everything, I think is a better player than Dame just because, you know, of his elite defense. Um, but, you know, considering injuries, the overall consistency, I mean – you know, Dame has 682 games played versus, you know, AD only has 564. Much more durable, much more consistent. And I think, uh, you know, Dame, you know, probably had a better, you know, career in terms of just, you know, getting the playoffs more, more success in the playoffs than AD did when he was the star of the team. Um, so I'm going to go with Dame with the first pick uh, just for the incon- or just for the consistency, really, you know, less injuries. Um, and I think, you know, Dame, I think Dame and AD just aren't that far off, honestly. I think they're both, you know, pretty close together. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go Dame. Yeah, I mean, like you said, AD was a generational prospect at the time. I mean, had some yeah. very great games. Uh, injuries just have riddled. I mean, has like hurt his career. I mean, we literally just saw it. They lost in game six of the first round because AD couldn't play for them in game six or game five. I think it was a huge thing. Uh, a real big point, but like you said, Damian Lillard is a winner. Uh, I mean, he hasn't been able to win a championship in Portland, but he's gotten to the Western Conference Finals before. We know what he can do. He's one of the most clutch players we have seen in the NBA in all time. There's no debate about it. Uh, he's got ice in his veins, but we'll move on. Uh, so with the second overall pick, the Charlotte Bobcats are on the clock. Uh, they took Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who was absolutely a beast in college, but with a hindsight, you know, hindsight is 2020. Uh, Anthony Davis will be my selection here uh, with the second overall pick out of Kentucky. But, you know, don't really need to say too much about it. Carson, uh, like you mentioned, his peak was absolutely insane. Um, he still is one of the best big men in the league. When he is healthy, he is the best big man, no matter if Joel Embiid and Jokic are out there. Uh, this man could put up 45 and 20 if he wanted to, and nobody would be surprised. So, and he's one of the best, and he's arguably the best defender. So I'm helping Michael Jordan out here like I did last episode. Um, so I'm giving Anthony Davis to the uh, Bobcats at the time, Kemba Walker and AD. Him and Kemba, that's, that's so, nice. Can they be successful out there? You know, who knows? Who knows what it turns around to? So I'm handing it off to Jose. Uh, we got the Washington Wizards on the clock. Uh, they had uh, previously selected John Wall in 2010. Um, and then John Vesley in 2011, very much so a bad pick. But now they're on the clock. Bradley Beal might be the best player on the board, but I'll leave it to Jose. Who's going to take this selection? I mean, I was going to pick whoever was left. I, I honestly thought you were going AD first overall. So I was going to take whoever was left from Dame or Beal. But since it's only Beal, I'll take Beal. I mean, I don't think the Wizards really went wrong here. I mean, that's a guy that's been amazing for them obviously like a almost 30 point per game score multiple time all-star uh number one option on their team 
given, you know, they're not necessarily a, a team, but, you know, Beal is who he is, and he's an all-star, so I'm going Bradley Beal. Oh. All right, so we move on to the fourth overall pick. The, the champs themselves, the Cleveland Cavaliers, just love to find themselves in the top five in this uh, era, but – they selected Dion Waiters, who I think was really an interesting pick at the time. I mean, when you look at it, he was a guy that was a sixth man on a Syracuse team, which really isn't a great program outside of the Carmelo Anthony days. So, Carson, you get to rewrite history here. I'm assuming you're not taking Dion Waiters. Uh, you know, with championship aspirations of this team in the future when LeBron James returns, who's going to be the guy, you know, that Kawhi Leonard and Kemba Walker from last video get to play alongside? Um, well, I'm taking the the best available player. Um, I'm going to go with Draymond. I think Chris Middleton uh, deserves some consideration for this pick as well, um, you know, considering that he's, you know, turned into, you know, a really, really great player. I mean, 50, 40, 90 guy, you know, like 20 points a game with solid defense. But, I mean, Draymond in his peak is someone that, you know, um, at his peak was still, you know, around like a 10 to, you know, anywhere from like a 10 to 14 point per game score who's giving you defensive player of the year defense and not just like one dimensional like Rudy Gobert but like can guard one through five he gets a ton of steals and then he gets out in the break and he's you know one of the best players in or one was one of the best players in transition um you know he is a playmaker um and he can just really play well with anyone honestly he's just I mean Golden State's was of course the the best fit for him for his career, but I think you know you can really plug Draymond into any situation, and he'll just make everyone around him better. I think he's that special of a player, especially you know from like 2014 to like 2017. I mean, he was such a monster. I'm just all over the place, and uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with my guy Draymond. Um, yeah. I believe he's our second highest riser in this series so far, obviously behind Isaiah Thomas, which no one's gonna pass. Uh, unless we, you know, it's the undrafted people in there as well. But uh, now the Sacramento Kings on the clock. Um, obviously, Jose would rather have seen them not taking Thomas Robinson, a guy with amazing potential, though, coming out of college. Oh, you know, he was no, so raw. Nothing short, of, yeah, nothing short of amazing. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, he wasn't the answer for them. And I think, you know, with this hindsight, I'm going to take Chris Middleton, a guy that did take a little bit of while to flourish, you know, was bouncing around with the Pistons and then, you know, ended up his way Milwaukee kind of under the table. But then he's really become that great, you know, second, third option for this Bucks team right now who's, you know, making a strong fight against the Nets um, in the playoffs uh, as we speak right now. But I'm going to go Chris Middleton. I think in, even today he would work perfectly, you know, in that Harrison Barnes role alongside De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and so on and so forth. But I'm rewriting the history uh, the Sacramento Kings have been terrible drafting the last couple of years besides hitting on players like Tyrese Halberton and De'Aaron Fox. So that's going to be the pick. But now we move on. Portland, unfortunately, loses the opportunity to select Damian Lillard, uh, six overall out of Weber State. So now Jose is going to be on the clock. You had the fate of the uh, Portland Trailblazers in your hands. Who are you taking? I mean, I want to take – a guy in Harrison Barnes, obviously a guy that is not a number one option. Uh, we've seen, you know, him on his own team uh, in Dallas, but a guy that's definitely serviceable and a guy that's elevated the the Kings play. 
even though we're still not good, he's made us a lot better, and he's definitely one of the best players on our team. I think on this young Trailblazers team at the time, Harrison Barnes would be a great addition to this team. NBA champion, too. Uh, yeah, so one of the best – uh, you know, high school prospects we've seen in a long time. Harrison Barnes, number one recruit, went to UNC. Uh, not, you know, a, typically a UNC great, but he was definitely good there. So Harrison Barnes is off the board now for the Portland Trailblazers, leaving the Golden State Warriors who, you know, had a great draft, you know, just missing one, pick, missing one pick shot here of Harrison Barnes. We're able to select Harrison Barnes, seventh overall. Festus is really 30th overall. And then pick up Draymond, Draymond Green, um, who just went in this draft. So we have just two of the picks the Warriors selected selected in the top six already. But Carson, who are you going to take to be out there, you know, playing alongside Clay and Curry? Um, I mean, we just got Bogut. Um, we just traded for him. We gave him Monte Ellis. Um, and, I mean, he's probably the next, like, the most successful player next in this draft that's available. But I don't really want to take Drummond. We saw how, you know, poorly he played in the playoffs. Um which just kind of like ends up proving like my theory that it's just kind of like empty stats on, you know, a Detroit team. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I, okay. I was just going to say Evan Fournier, but now I'm low key thinking about Crowder, but I think I'm still going to go with Fournier. I think he's a much better scorer than Crowder. Um, Crowder would kind of like replace like the Harrison Barnes uh, pick, but I mean, Fournier is like much more successful. I, I'm going to go with him. I mean, this guy's like, anywhere from like a 14 to like 18 point per game score. You know, you can slide Clay to the three or bring Fournay off the bench. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with him. Ah, so um, now the Toronto Raptors are on the clock. Um, if we're paying it that they just have their regular roster as of the time being, uh, Jonas Valanciunas is playing for them right now. So they have Jonas Valanciunas, um, Al Lowry, I believe is coming shortly. And then they got DeMar DeRozan still. So, it's an interesting pick here. I mean, you have a lot of guys that can make sense, but I think, you know, you kind of touched on it, Carson, a guy who's one of the best role players in the league uh, was able to make a huge difference in the Suns, uh, making a four to two victory over the Lakers. I'm going to take Jake Crowder. I think later on for these teams, I think he would have been excellent playing alongside, you know, being that three guy that they never really had, um, you know, with DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Jonas Valanciunas, James Johnson, I think he would fit perfectly in that system. Um, it's crazy to think that he'd be a top 10 pick in this redraft because he's not like, you know, the most outstanding player in the NBA. And I just can't take Drummond. I mean, he would Me make either. sense. It would make sense for him to go in the top 14. But at the same time, I'm going to roll with Jay Crowder uh, being selected here, the eighth overall pick. And that leaves the Detroit Pistons, who can still select their pick in Andre Drummond. But Jose, I'll let you take it away. My bad. I was on mute. Yeah. Uh, can you repeat your last pick real quick? Yeah. So Jay Crowder uh, to the Toronto Raptors. You are now on the clock. Detroit Pistons. Uh, obviously, Andre Drummond's still on the board. So go ahead. I'm stuck. I, I do not want Andre Drummond at all. He's not even on my big board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's awful. The Detroit Pistons. At, at my number nine, I've got Will Barton, a wing that can score off the bench, maybe start a little bit. Um you know, a guy that can, can definitely contribute. And I think a guy that, that could help this Pistons team out. So I'm, go, I'm going Will Barton. All right. A very, I feel like, underrated player in the NBA. A good two-way player in Will Barton. Um, unfortunately, is injured for these Nuggets right now, so isn't able to play a big role in this uh, 
playoff run for them. But we got Will Barton going um, here out of Memphis, uh, giving Carson the 10th overall pick with the New Orleans Pelicans. They already got Damian Lillard, but they selected Austin Rivers here, who was an absolutely crazy player, especially you looking at his high school mixtapes, one of the best players we've seen in terms oh, of high yeah. school mixtapes. And he was great at Duke, too. Let's not get that wrong. So, uh, don't think he's worthy uh, being here, number 10th pick. But, Carson, I'll let you say what you got to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be that far off from Rivers, honestly. I think I'm, I'm going to take someone that's, like, a slightly more – like, a slightly taller, much more athletic version, but kind of like the same kind of player, like a kind of, you know, someone that can heat up, uh, you know, a volume shooter who – never lacks confidence for better or for worse and someone that can really just come off the bench and be like a spark plug and just, you know, get you instant offense. So I'm, I'm going to go with Terrence Ross um, at number 10. I think just, you know, like I said, just like a more athletic version of kind of what Rivers does. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I believe he's one of the younger players ever to score, uh, I think 50 points when he was on the Raptors. Uh, then he's kind of bounced around to a lot of teams now, but he's a solid player for those uh, Orlando Magic right now. Um, even he's though like they're their kind number of number one option, they're, so they're a dumpster fire of a team, but he is a still solid scorer. So uh, now back again on the clock, the Portland Trailblazers obviously selected Harrison Barnes um, in the redraft right now with their sixth overall pick, but they selected. Uh, let's just ignore who it is. You see the name there. You can look at the screen. We all know what he did, but. Uh, Look at uh, the number 11 pick, and as much as it pains me to say it, I think Andre Drummond has to be the pick here. Uh, it would work perfectly alongside, you know, Hyatt uh, and Barnes, and they just didn't have a big man, you know, the play with Lamar Aldridge allowed him to step out. So um, I just got to take it, Andre Drummond. I mean, he's a force on the glass, and I think that's what they need out there because that's not where Lamarcus Aldridge is. So I am going to take Andre Drummond. Uh, with this pick as much as it pays. Yeah. I mean, his game, like, just doesn't really make as much sense in the modern NBA as, like, all the other guys we took. But, like, to be fair, he is, like, probably, like, top five most successful NBA player, like, in this draft. Oh, and he's also one of the best rebounders we've ever seen um, in yeah. the last 20 years. So, um, yeah, so. On, uh, the Houston Rockets here uh, selected Jeremy Lamb, uh, who was a huge instrumental piece in the James Harden trail that, uh, trade in OKC, but now um, he's still a very solid player. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, was very good on those uh, terrible Charlotte Hornet teams uh, just a couple of years ago, averaging about 15 points a game, and obviously hit that huge shot, uh, that buzzer beater in Toronto that everyone knows him for. But Jose, I'll let you take it away at the 12th pick. 12th pick. So the Rockets still don't have Harden, right? At this point, they have not traded for Harden. Um, so they're kind of counting on a shooting guard here. And Jeremy Lamb, I mean, he's a decent player. I don't really want to take him just for the sake of because they took him in the draft. I also don't really think he's that good. Um, so my options are kind of limited. I mean, I've got Sadoransky, Mo Harkless, Mike James, a guy playing a big role in a playoff team right now. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, a former Sacramento King, also current Golden State Warrior, Chance the Rapper, a.k.a. Can't 420 Blaze more. Yeah, I'm going with him. It wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even see him. Oh, shoot. Damn. So, Kent Bazemore, a guy who's been actually a really solid role player throughout his career. Uh, he's going 12th overall, the Rockets. 
Carson, you're on the clock. The Phoenix Suns selected Kendall Marshall. I can tell you he did not pan out. Um, so, I mean, he's a decent player, but was worth a second-round pick at most. Um, but I'll let you take it away. He played four seasons in the NBA. Uh, are they going to get a guy that's more productive? So, what you got to say? Um, I like Mo Harkless. I mean, he's like a really solid, like, 3 and D guy. You know, you know solid, uh, you know, starter if needed, but, you know, most likely, you know, coming off the bench. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I really, I really want to take Deion Waiters here. And, I mean, it, like, they drafted Marshall so that, you know, they obviously want, you know, a guard. Um, so, I, I think I'm going to go with Deion Waiters because he, he had some, like, really, really solid moments. I mean, he's, like, the epitome of, like, you know, hot and cold. But, I mean, like, when he's on, he's on. And he, like, provides, you know, really solid, like, scoring punch. What was that? Oh. Um, it was, like, himself – um, he like he ranked himself as a top five shooting guard over. I think it was D Wade something. Yeah, he'd rather go zero for thirty than zero for nine. That's some absolute savagery out there. Got to respect. Yeah, but he was like, you know, he was still like a deep, like he was decent. Like, oh no, okay. Here's De- uh Deion Waiter's top five shooting guards from a few years ago: James Harden, Clay, D Wade on the Bulls. Dion Waiters and then DeMar DeRozan. Did he Harden off? Who he left? He had to throw himself in there. No, Harden was one. Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. An obnoxious so. amount of confidence, but I respect it. All right. So now I'm back. I'm on the clock. I got the last pick of this draft. Um, Bucks selected John Henson. Um, didn't really pan out. Thought had a little bit of confidence in him. Um, especially I remember back playing 2K, back in those associations, he was always developed well uh, when you eventually would have Giannis on the team. But um, I think you got to come make a decision here. Uh, there's not really a great a lot of players in this last 2011 draft. We left a lot of good guys off the board with Reggie Jackson, Chandler Parsons, a couple other names. But, I mean, I'm looking here at Jared Sullinger, Tony Roten, Terrence uh, Jones. Um, but – let me look at this real quick. I might have to take Mike James, bro. Honestly, no, dude, take Austin Rivers. I he was, deserves to be drafted. I was just about to do that. A guy who's been very good on this Nuggets team right now. I was playing yeah. soccer playoff run. I mean, who knows? Maybe on this uh, Bucks team, he's able to have a different chance. He's able to play better. Um, replace Brandon Jennings uh, eventually. So. I will take Austin Rivers for the last pick. As I think there's so you could take someone like Jared Fellinger, but he was just so meh. But like I think Austin Rivers in the long run is a guy that could be a solid role player for them in the future. And I just don't and know. He's still going. Like this is the best part. Like longevity. Tony Roten, yeah. Like Tony Roten was so inefficient. I guess Thomas Sadoransky or Maurice Harkless or other guys you could look at. But I think a guy that stepped up to the stage. Um, in this first round of the playoffs this year has been Austin Rivers. And when he played for the Clippers uh, back in 2017-18, he averaged 15 points a game uh, on 42-38 shooting, which is pretty good. I mean, obviously didn't pan out, but those New Orleans teams were so dysfunctional. You know, he probably would be playing more like that those L.A. <laughs> days um, starting off his career if he was on a better, you know, run team. So I'll take Austin Rivers to end this redraft, but – not the most, you know, crazy one we've seen. I think um, there's definitely some more when we're going to get into the draft with Giannis and McCollum and all those people. We're going to be taking, like, 
I don't even know. Like Ben Mclemore 10th overall, like it's going to get ugly. So, oh yeah, fast, fast too. It could be crazy. So, if you guys have anything else to say, uh, I think we conclude this 2012 NBA redraft, and we're going to be looking forward to 2013, 14, and so forth. Did y'all know Seth Curry's sister was uh, Austin River or Austin Rivers' sister was Seth Curry's wife? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it was the whole. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. I'm thinking about the Paul George, Doc Rivers thing. That's what I was thinking about. Oh. Yeah, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then Seth like swooped in and like now, now Doc's. Oh yeah, that's no, no, no. That's what it is. Yeah, it's linked his, that way. Stepdad is father-in-law. That's and great. then Damian Lee's like dating, uh, or I think married to uh, Curry's sister. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Seth's sister. Yeah. All right, but without further ado, we're heading out. This has been Coast to Coast Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.